Hey, I hope you can see me. It actually is daylight, but it is once again raining here in California and it's like night outside. And if I turn the fluorescent lights in this office, it does weird things with the camera. So I have kind of a cool little light right here that's lighting me up and I hope you can see it. But if you can't, you're not really missing anything and that's not the point. I want to start today by asking you, what are you avoiding? What is the task that you know you ought to pursue? What's the conversation that you know you ought to have? What's the problem that you need to know that you're solving that you are not? And where does God fit into that? And I want to promise you, God is never overwhelmed. And when you have that thought, be overwhelmed, you can be very confident that is not God speaking to you. And it's time for second thoughts. One of the things that people often don't understand about God and his grace is we think that grace is opposed to uh, our taking action or our efforts around something. When the reality is, as Dallas Willard would often say, grace is not opposed to effort, it's opposed to earning. It's opposed to uh, a particular attitude where I am now kind of puffing myself up or saying, I deserve the good things that are coming to me. Um, our wills are given to us by God. They are a gift of grace. Being able to take action is grace. And actually, what I want to talk about today, if you're feeling overwhelmed, this is for folks who work in this field, sometimes they will talk about how we experience uh, task paralysis or overwhelm freeze, where it just felt like this is too much for me. And I found myself feeling this a bit on a day quite recently. And the next thought that came was just get to work on it. Uh, set out on it, embark. And this strange experience, and you will have noticed this before, is once you actually begin to take action, you discover that it's possible to do it and it's possible to keep doing it. And that this task that seems so overwhelming before is not so overwhelming after all. And I find God in that. I was talking to a very good friend the other day who was going through something difficult and was saying that his spouse is feeling utterly paralyzed because they're facing a challenge that is beyond mere human capacity. But of course, we don't have to face our challenges only with human capacity. And this is true for the ultimate challenge. How do I become the person that God wants me to be? And here are wonderful thoughts from Dallas Willard in The Divine Conspiracy. This is page 345. He talks about how we're to enter into a life of training. And some of you, I'm speaking here to my beloved wife, Nancy, don't like the word train. So pick another word, cultivation, whatever you want. We're to enter into a life where we're intentional and wise about receiving power from God to become the person God made us to be. And Dallas says about that, uh, the training required to transform our most basic habits of thoughts, feelings, and action will not be done for us. Dallas says sometimes people are not just saved by grace, they're paralyzed by it because they come to think that grace means I can't do anything at all because God is so anxious to make sure he's getting credit for doing everything. God's not anxious about getting credit for anything. God's not that way. Dallas says nobody will do this training for us, and yet it's not something we can do ourselves. Life in all its forms must reach out to what is beyond it to achieve fulfillment. Now, I'll say that once more, and you might just dwell on that for a while today. Life in all its forms must reach out to what is beyond it to achieve fulfillment. That's the little seed sending out a root. That's the animal. And that is also true of the spiritual life. The familiar words of Jesus are, 
Without me, you can do nothing. That's found in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 5. But those must be balanced by the insight that in general, if we do nothing, it will certainly be without him. So, on the one hand, if I try to do something on my own, I can't do it. I can't beat this addiction. I, I, I can't. The ultimate challenges in life, to become the person God made me to be, to defeat sin, that is beyond me. I am not in control. Um, uh, so, apart from him, I can do nothing. But if I'm doing nothing, it will generally be apart from him because God didn't made me to do nothing. God didn't make you to do nothing. Obviously, the effects of training in any area cannot be transferred into us from another person. And rarely, if ever, will it be injected by divine grace. Another person cannot learn Spanish for me, nor can someone else lift weights to improve my muscles. And our deepest moral character also is something that cannot be developed by anything that is done for us or to us. Others can help us in certain ways, but we must act. We must act wisely and consistently over a long period of time. And still, we cannot do it on our own. We cannot do it by ourselves. So we ask God, God, would you partner together with me in this project, in this task, in this life of trying to become that person? And would you be with me now as I act to give me power and wisdom? So I want to come back to whatever it is right now where you're feeling overwhelmed. Maybe it's a long list. Maybe it's like 12 things to do where it just feels like I can never get all these done. Or uh, it's one single thing where uh, it just feels so immense I'm not quite sure what to do. How do you go about that? Well, you take action. Um, You face it head on and you start. Often what blocks us is uh, the paralysis of perfectionism. I think I have to do it perfectly. No, you don't. Um, Perfectionism is something that we are not called to. Jesus did say, be perfect as your heavenly father. The idea there is just move increasingly towards love and joy, confidence and faith in God. He did not say, be perfectionistic. Perfectionism is preoccupied with my performance and my appearance. And God never calls me to that. God never calls me to be overwhelmed by that. So begin by uh, uh, taking one real small step that's actually doable. There's an old question that's often used when it comes to task paralysis. How do you eat an elephant? And of course, the primary answer is you don't eat an elephant. Who would ever do that? That's a stupid analogy. You want to make sure if you're doing something, it's actually worth doing. Don't eat the elephant. Um, but if you have a large task, one bite at a time, you break it down into one small step. And the measure of that is look for a step that you can do without any resistance at all, and then just do it. This can be done. The two great lies of anxiety, somebody's written about this, are that really was threatening, and I really could not handle it. And whatever it is in life, The promise of the scriptures, the reality of the kingdom is, uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. It is not ultimately threatening. Earth has no sorrows that heaven can't heal. And then I stand together with Paul. 
I can face anything, he says in Philippians chapter 4. I can face anything. Whatever life throws at me, I can handle it through him who gives me strength. Those are lies of anxiety, and I don't build my life on them. And then I look for what's a simple, single next step. I was thinking about a great example of this from the Bible today. If you know the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah is in Persia, and he gets news that is utterly overwhelming. It's overwhelmed everybody in Israel. Jerusalem is in ruins. Um, There's just a remnant left there. The walls have fallen. They've collapsed. The city is in disgrace. There's no morale. There's no oneness. It looks like the great adventure of God and his people could be over. And Nehemiah is just one man. What's he going to do? Here's his first step. His first step is look sad. You take a look at it. I think it's in uh, the second chapter of Nehemiah. And he says, now up to this point, I had never been sad before the king. It was apparently a uh, very serious violation of conduct to be sad before the king. Kings don't want downers around them. They don't want a Debbie Downer. They want people to be up. But Nehemiah knew that was the first step. And then the king, if he was favorable, would ask, why are you sad? And Nehemiah could describe what was going on there. And then the king said, Uh, Well, how can I help? And then Nehemiah had a next little step, a letter of safe conduct. And then a next little step, a letter to the keeper of the royal forest where Nehemiah would be able to access timber there. And then a journey there. And then to investigate the walls. And then to gather a few people to tell them what it just... But the first step was just look sad. And he did. And that was the beginning of this glorious adventure. So now today... God is not calling you to be overwhelmed. When that thought comes into your mind, and it will come into mind, that is not the Spirit of God. So the second thought is, I can face anything, whatever life throws at me, through him who gives me strength. And then God has given you a will. God has given you a mind. God has given you an initiative. Instead of feeling like you've got to get everything done, just one small step, small enough so that you don't feel resistance to it, so that it can get done. And then you do a little celebration at the end of it. You do a little D-Dot-A dance to say, yep, I was able to move on this one. And then you get a little confidence together with God to move forward and move forward. And God and you together will do what you cannot do on your own. Second thoughts, do not be overwhelmed. Do not be paralyzed. This is the day that he has made. We will rejoice and be glad. We will face the task. We will take the adventure. We will make the next move together with him. Hi, I'm Tim. Thanks for joining us here at Become New. We hope that these videos help you to grow spiritually one day at a time. If you'd like to find more resources, you can go to our website, becomenew.com. There you can sign up for the daily emails that go along with each video. You can access our full library of videos there. And you can let us know if you're interested in some of the upcoming leadership resources that we're working on right now. If you've got a prayer request, we would love to pray for you. You can text us that request at 855-888-0444. Our team meets daily Monday through Friday to pray for those requests. And so thanks for letting us come alongside you in your spiritual growth journey. We'll see you next time.